Hello, lovelies, and welcome to Listen Closely, a podcast covering dark and mysterious tales from the deep woods of East Texas. On today's episode, we celebrate the Valentine month with a love story turned tragedy. This East Texas Romeo and Juliet type story has a surprising twist. So sit back, relax, and listen closely. Before we get into the actual story of the Devil's Cake, we must first look into the conflicts that were happening previously. So the story takes place in East Hamilton, which is a settlement in Shelby County, Texas. Now, there was a conflict known as the Regulator-Moderator War, or the Shelby County War, and it lasted from 1839 to 1844. Now, what started this feud was due to fraud, cattle rustling, and land swindling. And it mainly happened between two families or, you know, not necessarily just two families, but kind of think of a Romeo and Juliet type thing or Hatfields and McCoy. So it kind of started with two families or two sides and this battle was ongoing and it actually killed about 40 people. But they ultimately decided to do it the diplomatic way and they kind of squashed it. Now, just like the Hatfields and McCoys and the Romeo and Juliet, I'm sure that there was still some bad blood between the two. But that's just a, for the most part, they stopped this war. So now we can actually get into this wedding and the devil's cake. So there was an orphaned girl who was actually raised by a Mr. Wilkerson. Now, Mr. Wilkerson was a notorious hog thief and he was on the moderator side. And, you know, so they didn't like him because they figured, you know, he was an awful man. And even though the war was over, like he still had a bad reputation. Well, this orphan girl that he adopted was set to marry and to have a wedding supper. And that was, back in the time, basically a reception, except instead of it happening all in the same day, it would be days to even weeks later that they would have this wedding supper. Now, the groom and the bride were not very much great catches. The bride, not known for her looks, on top of her adopted father, was, you know, just a notoriously bad man. And the groom actually wasn't much of a catch himself. But at the time, beggars couldn't be choosers. Now, for this wedding, Mr. Wilkerson was actually amazingly hospitable and generous in the fact that he would invite the opposite side to even attend this wedding supper. And everybody was quite astounded that this man who was not known for his generosity, suddenly just turned a new leaf. And it was actually a very pleasant surprise. 
So, Mr. Wilkerson would hire his neighbor, Miss Eden, to make the cakes for this upcoming wedding supper. Now, Miss Eden took the cakes after she cooked them to the local smokehouse for safekeeping. Now, this was obviously a better place to put them as it would keep them out of the elements, out of her house, which, you know, she did have to make quite a bit of them because this was going to be a very large gathering. So she took them to that local smokehouse as a kind of a storage area until the next day for the wedding supper to actually occur. Well, the next morning, she noticed when she opened up the doors to the smokehouse that the icing was actually gone from all but one cake. They were also discolored. Now, she had no idea what happened to make all of them but one discolored and have the icing mysteriously disappear. But because she had no time to remake any of them, because again, this wedding supper was happening and people who have gone through weddings know that you just don't have the time. And anyone who's catered or done anything for weddings, you know, like when it's crunch time, it's crunch time. So what did she do? She tried to cover it up. And to cover it up, she sprinkled sugar and covered them the best she could to fix that problem. Now, again, Mr. Wilkerson not only invited his family and his friends and those who were on his side during the conflict, but he also reached across the aisle and he invited those of the opposing side. And again, everyone was super, super impressed that he would invite everyone and all of his neighbors whom he previously was fighting against. Well, during this wedding supper, everyone was eating, enjoying their time, you know, praising the newlyweds. And it was a beautiful moment. Everybody was eating the cakes and having a great time. Until people soon began to fall ill. And some of them would even pass away, including poor Miss Eden, the baker of these cakes. Only those guests who refrained from eating those cakes are the actual ones that survived. So if you ate cake, you were basically a goner. And if you didn't eat cake, well, count your lucky stars because you were still around. It was later estimated that around 70 to 80 people were poisoned with Anywhere from about 17 to 32 of the guests actually passing away and dying. So what caused this? Well, it was later announced that the cakes were actually laced with arsenic. And many of you probably know arsenic is very, very dangerous and can be very deadly in large amounts. And it was actually so large of an amount or so infused in the cake that even wildlife who ate the leftovers of the cake that were, you know, just kind of laying around had also passed away. So this stuff was definitely deadly. Obviously, there was only one cake that was clean because if you remember, all of them but one had lost its frosting and lost all of its, you know, normal colors. That cake was eaten by the bride and the groom while the rest of them were served to the guests. A prominent paper at the time actually reported that Mr. Wilkerson confessed and he and his wife were arrested but were later released as I'm sure there was a lack of evidence. It was more hearsay. 
Well, Mr. Wilkerson fled in the cover of darkness thanks to his new son-in-law. So his new son-in-law said, you know what? We're not sure this is your fault, but like, we're going to help you out. I just married into the family, so I got to back the family. He helped him out. They left. Eight men rode in hot pursuit with intent to kill Mr. Wilkerson. And unfortunately for Mr. Wilkerson, he was indeed captured and was actually hung on spot. Now, before his death, he did confess to killing those guests at the wedding supper and he had only told certain family members which cakes to eat and which to avoid now the question on everybody's mind the big question why why would mr wilkerson spoil his adoptive daughter's wedding supper and why would he go through so much trouble to poison certain cakes and then go and tell certain people hey you should probably not eat this cake but you you go right ahead. You you look like you need some cake, but not you. Why? That is the big question. That is the question we ask every single criminal or someone who is accused of doing anything is why. Well, thankfully, Mr. Wilkerson did give us a reason. And what was it? Simple. He wanted to kill as many regulators as possible. So, if you kind of look at it, yes, he did accomplish exactly what he wanted to do. He did try and kill, with success, as many regulators as he possibly could, but it ultimately cost him his own life, and it probably wasn't a very good marriage and life for his daughter thereafter. And that, my friends, concludes today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. All bonus content related to the show can always be found on my Facebook page at HTT Listen Closely. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast because I absolutely love to hear from you. I'd also like to real quickly thank the person who made this story possible and that would be Mr. Bob Bowman. He is a wealth of knowledge and this is where I find most of my content is through him and a website that I use. So I want to real quickly just say thank you and being just an amazing historian for this local area. Also, thank you to Satsuma Valley. Satsuma Valley is a 501c nonprofit organization that provides positive reinforcement to their local community through charitable events and local entertainment and enhances the social climate to provide a better tomorrow. And that is actually the nonprofit that sponsors this podcast. Finally, don't forget to join me next week for another riveting episode. This is Bobby, the voice behind the mic, reminding you to always listen closely.